When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It looks like there's a lot of blue on radar this morning. Cool air starting to roll into the state of Wisconsin. Good morning, everyone. Farm Director Pam Youngke, glad to be along with you on this Thursday. Uh, Stu Muck, our Ag Meteorologist, will have more weather details in about 15 minutes. But I can tell you, it is going to be a chilly day, a chilly weekend today. Partly sunny skies, daytime highs around 28 degrees. Tomorrow, we've got a good 80% chance of snow showers back in the forecast, 32 are expected high. Saturday is when we see temperatures start to drop. 80% chance we'll see at least a little bit of snow, but daytime highs on Saturday no better than 18. Sunday, partly sunny skies, no better than 16. And we definitely will see wind chills influencing our weather next week. Like I said, Stumach's got those details coming up. Katie Burgess, one of the broker analysts with EverAg, is also coming up on a Thursday morning, focused in on what's happening in the world marketplace for our dairy products. Stick around for that. And this week, of course, we enjoyed the UW Ag Outlook Forum. Dr. Steve Deller was one of the economists that presented. You know, sometimes I think we see the headlines about recession, inflation, interest rates, and don't necessarily know how it all plays in for something like the state of Wisconsin. Dr. Deller is going to tell us a little bit more on how that picture comes together. Stick around. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. The whole point of a turnkey installation is that you don't have to do anything for this system. We do it all. All the permitting, we do all the work. Anything that needs to be done to make this system up and running and good, we take care of it for you. It seems like it never fails. I, I get a customer turned online and their solar is producing. Sure enough, that next month, they want to show us their bill. Look, $0. Go green, save green at OlsonSolarEnergy.com. Farmers across Wisconsin and the world are working hard to persevere through challenges in the industry and remain sustainable for years to come. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Tina Hinchley, a dairy farmer from Cambridge, utilizes advancements in technology to do just that. She utilizes robotic milkers on her farm and is in the process of adding solar panels. There is a lot going on in the farm that we have in Cambridge. First off, we are excited that our daughter is with us. Uh, she graduated from UW-Madison a couple years ago, and she's on board full-time with us. So along with milking cows robotically, the technology and everything that's out there is carrying us through the new year nice and smooth and easy. Not a lot of physical stuff, but we do have a big project coming in. 2023, we are going to be accessing some solar contracts that are going to be going in in our area, along with many other farms. It's along electrical corridor where there are big power lines and then it goes down to the power plant. So we are right on the edge of that. We are participating in the Kashkanan Solar Project. We're farming 2,600 acres at this point in time and a large portion of that will end up going into solar. We need about 400 acres to feed the cows. However, the most of the other portion beyond what is going to be in solar is going to be kept for dairy and cash cropping. But with that project, it is 
is giving us some diversification to our income. And with that, it's going to have an opportunity for my daughter, Anna, to not have to worry about where the next paycheck is coming from. Dairy industry right now is up and down. We've had a lot of volatility. Who knows what next year is? Who knows what climate situations are going to be happening? And with having the solar array in our backyard, it's going to provide us with sustainable income. And with that, it also provides sustainable energy, not only for our community, but throughout Wisconsin, but also some of that can be sold throughout the United States. So we are working with Inver Energy, and Inver Energy, through the Kashkanan Solar Project, has done many solar projects already. We are going to be starting in 2023 sometime. I believe that Alliant Energy and other energy corporations are on board with being part of that whole investment, too, as time goes on. As far as our neighbors, the neighbors that have solar, we're all on board together. There is a few that are having some difficulty with having it, and they have put up a fight. And to go to the grocery store can be a challenge just because I don't know who is for or against solar. And so I just go in with my head held high. I'm happy with everything that we've done with our community through our tours that we've been hosting for over 25 years. I bring thousands of people to the Cambridge community, and they get an opportunity to visit everything that we have out at our farm, but also within our community. I think this is also part of our sustainability as well. So even though there is going to be solar on part of our projects, we're still going to have to maintain our nutrient management plans. We are still going to have to do all the things that we do with our precision planting. We're still going to be the best rock and farmers we possibly can be. We're going to be proud to carry everything that we've got going forward. And with this added income through the diversification, Inver Energy is going to be investing money in our community. So it's not going to be just a take. There's going to be a lot of giving that's going to be potentially out there supporting things within our community. And I think that's really important that even though it's a big corporation, I think that they're there. They do have an office right in Cambridge. And I think as we get closer and closer to the project, I think the farmers that are participating, we're all going to unite and we're going to be excited about all the opportunities that this project is going to provide for us. But not only for us, but our children and grandkids that we don't even have yet because it's going to be changing the environment. The lease is for 25 years. That's a lot of time, but it's a step that if we were not involved in it, the next farmer down the road would be getting into. So being able to have this opportunity and finally jumping on board, we waited a while before we made the step into it to see and feel out what was going on. But we are confident that what we're doing is going to be good for everybody. Speaking of that, how did you get involved or did they reach out to you or were you kind of managing, obviously, your income, your expenses to see what are some other viable options moving forward, like you mentioned, for the sustainability of the long run for future generations. How did that look? And then I guess a follow-up question is, once you have these solar panels, do they automatically pay for themselves in that first year? It's going to cost something. So how does that turn around before they pay for themselves and you have profit off of them? So we don't own the solar. When we were putting up our new barn, we did look into solar, but we did not put that into consideration when we put up our building. So we would have been able to, had we thought of it ahead of time and planned for it, we would have been able to have solar on top of our building. But this is not our solar. This is all Inver Energy. So we are leasing our land. The solar panels that are out there, those are going to be theirs. If we want to, we can put sheep underneath. They will be seeded with pollinator habitat. So they're doing things that are environmentally friendly. It's not going to be our solar. So whatever debt they run into, it's not on us. We're going to get a payment. And with that, it's 
beneficial to our family and our farm, as well as all the rest of the farmers in the area. But like I said, they're going to be investing other things in the area too. It's a win for us in the dairy and agricultural community around us. We've got a few crop farmers that they've got kids the same age as ours. You know, the future for them is going to be a lot brighter. And I know that through, even with our robotic system that we have with our cows getting milked, the technology has had many, many upgrades already. So just because they're putting in the solar right now for our farm, there can be upgrades all the way through and for 25 years, it's not going to be the same solar panel. There's going to be new technology. There's going to be more infrastructure that is going to improve everything that's out there and the new ideas. Think about how many engineers are involved in creating new and sustainable ideas to be able to create not only more electricity, but safer water. Oh my gosh, you know, think about even underneath these solar panels, there's going to be carbon that is going to be sequestered underneath there because we're not going to be tilling that soil. So a lot of benefits for our environment, but for our families. And you know what? It's an emotional thing because you don't want to be involved with a neighbor that is angry with you. And hopefully, we're hoping that the ones that are having difficult times with this are going to just, I I hate to say it, they're going to have to get over it because it's coming. So um, they can fight for a while, but it's going to be what it is. While that may be an issue for some of them who just aren't quite accepting it yet, Mm -hmm. another big issue in the agriculture industry is labor. And you are an advocate for migrant labor. Can you talk about what does that look like for you and your farm Mm -hmm. and why is it important to support migrant labor and be educated about it for the industry as a whole? There is a lot of need for labor within the dairy industry. In fact, in Wisconsin alone, we have over 7,000 undocumented Hispanic Latino employees that are working on farms. With that, these are not positions that have been taken away from other people. These are positions that have not been able to be filled. These people are coming up. They're living the dream. They want to come up. They want to be able to provide for their family. For them just to get here, not being able to understand the circumstances on how they got here because it has been very, very dangerous for almost every single person to come up to work in our industry. They are vital. They are essential. And doggone it, in Wisconsin, they don't even have the right to have a driver's license. So shame on us. They need to be able to go to work. They need to be able to take their kids to school. They need to be able to have something that is safe for them to get without having a ticket approached. It's like $500 if they get a ticket for not having a license. But they're essential. To see the families that are on the farms, they're amazing. They're just like us. Their kids go to school with our kids. The families want to participate. And you know what? They want to work. They want to be here. And how many times can you say that when you have somebody on your farm that that person really, really wants to be there? Very few of our employees after a couple years have the longevity. These people want to raise their kids here. They see the benefits of being an American. All the dreamers that have been born here, I think they deserve citizenship too. So as time goes on and we realize as our seniors are aging out, the need for extra people coming in. I'm not Native American and most of us are not. So everybody has come from somewhere with a dream and a passion to come to the United States and be a family and be a part of something. And being a part of the dairy industry, they're the ones that are such a big part of our dairy industry. We could not be America's dairy land without immigrant labor. What advice do you have for other farmers who are potentially looking into similar things that you are working on and that you are implementing on your farm? What advice do you have them for moving forward? Look for your options. If you have children that might want to come in, evaluate your farm. 
farm. Make sure that it's going to be something that's going to be sustainable for them to be able to get into. If you haven't done any updates, that's going to be a hard, hard thing for your kids to get into. But if you can help your kids and assist them any way that you can to get them involved in your farm and educate them, have them ride with you in the tractor and talk and talk and talk. Communication is a huge thing, but also the opportunities for diversification. I know that FSA has got a lot of programs that is able to help not only young farmers, but also grain storage. If uh, we hadn't done grain storage, we wouldn't have been as successful as we have been this year. So being able to get out there and check out the grants that are available and use those for your best opportunity, but also thinking about the opportunities that are coming, whether it's through digesters, through solar, many, many opportunities with new technology and new things that are going to be coming available. Keep your eyes open and don't shut the door because you don't understand. Ask questions and embrace what's ahead because we're not going to be around here forever. We need to make sure that everybody that's following behind us is going to be prepared and ready to roll when we can't. That was Tina Hinchley, dairy farmer from Cambridge. To learn more about her farm, go to dairyfarmtours.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in medicine, I'm Charity Seebecker. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Are you a non-union construction tradesperson proud of what you do? Did you know you're worth so much more than what you're bringing home today? Put the power of Lyuna Union Labor to work for you. When you join Lyuna, you get the pay you deserve, plus pension and health care benefits above and beyond your compensation. That's zero deductions for pension and health care benefits with Lyuna because you're worth it. Learn more at lyunawisconsin.org slash join. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. The whole point of a turnkey installation is that you don't have to do anything for this system. We do it all. All the permitting, we do all of the work. Anything that needs to be done to make this system up and running and good, we take care of it for you. It seems like it never fails. I, I get a customer turned online and their solar is producing. Sure enough, that next month they want to show us their bill. Look, zero dollars. Go green, save green at OlsonSolarEnergy.com. I've had the opportunity to be involved in several programs in the Wisconsin Farm Bureau, one of which was the Farm Bureau Institute. It's a great leadership program to help develop leadership skills, whether it's social media skills or the opportunity to speak to legislators and learn different ways and tools you can use to help get your message across. WFBF.com. They've really helped my leadership development. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Here we use a lot of F-words, food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Frosty, that's another word we're using on a Thursday morning. Very frosty out there. I don't know about what happened in your backyard, but yesterday I was uh, dealing with snow pretty much from uh, beginning of the day to the end. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us this morning. Uh, What did you end up with in the thriving metropolis of Eden? 
well, I guess I'd call it an inch, maybe two, depending on where you're at. But it was that real packy, slippery stuff, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I uh, the parking lot here at the studios is uh, clean, pretty, pretty down to the, I guess I'd say ice layer. So when I tried to back in. I noticed it was a little bit on the slick side, so you're going to be careful when you come up to those intersections today because I do think that there's a a little bit of a slick factor out there, Stu. There is, and the the new snow we've seen in the night adds to that, Pam, no doubt about it. I do have a couple of amounts to report. Elkhorn just weighed in at 2.4 inches. That would make sense. I was down in Milwaukee, and it was that wet, packy stuff that came down yesterday. The big low over toward New York State this morning, still providing scattered light snow into western, all of eastern, and, of course, southern Wisconsin, Illinois, over to lower Michigan and Indiana as well. Some light snow around ending from west to east today. That sounds like good news. Snow comes to an end. But those temperatures stay a little cool, more like normal for this time of the year. In fact, in western Wisconsin, looking at you, La Crosse and Mauston, I expect the snow and skies may clear a little. Boy, that sounds good. But the temperatures are going to get colder. Falling temperatures already in western Wisconsin today. We get a lot colder here then through the nighttime. And the clouds hold on because a little Arctic front's going to drop in from the northwest. As that approaches, that brings around more snow chance. May even develop toward daybreak tomorrow or quite late in the night, if you will, tonight. And then last end of the day, Friday, again, I'd say uh, just a little accumulation, not a big deal, but a little new snow, not out of the question, as we make our way on from late Thursday night into the day Friday. And then, of course, that front drops off to the south, reinforcing cold air, getting a lot colder for the weekend. Southern Wisconsin may see a new little accumulation, another inch or two as a possibility, even Saturday, with one more system just to the south. I'll have forecast details right after this. Is your crop insurance strategy to just do what you did last year? At Compier Financial, we know how challenging it can be to navigate insurance planning. So we work hard to understand your goals and needs. Let us leverage our exclusive tools and vast experience to develop a strategy that protects your operation. Partner with us today. Give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit compere.com slash crop insurance. Compere does not provide legal or licensed financial planning services. Compere Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Join the fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke, along with Wisconsin soybean and corn growers at the 2023 Corn Soy Expo. It's February 2nd and 3rd at the Kalahari Resort in the Wisconsin Dells. Pam will be broadcasting on Thursday with Compere Financial at booth 409 and Friday from the Wisconsin Soybean Board booth, number 701. For more information or to make plans to attend, visit cornsoyexpo.org. All right, buddy, go ahead. Give us some of those details for, I guess, today into tomorrow. Yeah, and that's when it starts to get a bit colder. Cloudy skies today and light snow almost everywhere, but it should be ending this morning or by midday in eastern Wisconsin. There may be a little clearing in the west, and those temps may fall, dropping down toward the low 20s in western Wisconsin, upper 20s in the south and east today. Northwest winds about 5 to 10. Overnight, mostly cloudy. A little snow developing before daybreak late in the night. We drop overnight down to the uh, low double digits, maybe single digits in the western part of the state. West and south winds 5 to 15 and a bit gusty. Foddy and breezy for Friday. And that snow, at least through a part of the day, could accumulate some, maybe an inch. We hit the low 30s, though. South winds become west later in the day, 10 to 20, gusting around 35. 
Cloudy skies Saturday, a little light snow in southern Wisconsin, upper teens for highs. Northwest winds 5 to 15. Sunshine, mid and upper teens on Sunday, Pam, and even colder for Monday. Yeah, I see that uh, all next week. Looks uh, looks like a bit of a shock to our system. Yeah, we wrap up January and head to February and it gets cold. Hmm, kind of like you think. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not even going to wait for the groundhog on that prediction. <laughs> All right, Listen Ben. To you. Yeah, see you tomorrow. Thanks. See ya. Stumach, our ag meteorologist, with those weather details you're looking for. Now, speaking of details, we've got more details coming up on our dairy markets. Katie Burgess, our upcoming guest. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Celebrate the sport of baseball at the 41st Annual Dugout Club Winter Baseball Banquet presented by the Dugout Club of Madison. Get together with baseball enthusiasts, bid on silent and live auction items, feast on a steak dinner, and as always, enjoy free beer during the pre-dinner tailgate. The Dugout Club Winter Baseball Banquet is set for Monday, January 30th at the Madison Marriott West and features special guests Jeff Levering, Vinny Rotino, and Jim Gantner. For all the details and to reserve your table, go online at dugoutclubinc.com. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. We're the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Experienced electricians come join our team. Here's Dan, a commercial journeyman forever ready electric. Family company, they take care of people, they take care of their workers. There's a lot of benefits to working forever ready, including the fact that when you work on your education, they do reimburse you for that time. They're very good about sick time and very good about family. Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at everreadyelectric.net. For all your electrical needs, we are ever ready. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Chris Collini with a dirty little secret. Growing up, we were encouraged to track mud in the house. After all, dirt has been our family business for generations. Today, we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient-rich soils. We have bigger trucks and better equipment if you need it delivered. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Collini Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Renai tankless water heaters. The number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. 
Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art, energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Suite of Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. When it comes to custom wedding rings, get to know your Denny's Jeweler. Denny's Jewelers does offer affordable custom wedding bands. Whether it be gold, silver, diamonds, gemstones, platinum, you bring your wedding band idea and we'll point you in the right direction. We'll show you all the options. I am Sarah Denny Alexander. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. And up next, you have Illinois at the Kohl Center on Saturday. What do you think, boys? The fighting Illini coming in. Can we get a win? Now, you look at Illinois. Um, man, Underwood can really get under some skin and start firing some people up. Illinois, last time the Badgers played them, the Illinois went off. Yeah, saw that. What do we think? It's a game in which... It's at the Kohl Center. Yeah, it's at home. Badgers looking to... Avenge a loss down in Champaign where every person on Illinois was making three-point shots. Yeah. And at an extremely high clip. I mean. We lean in to win. Revenge at home. Cole Center. Cole Center magic. Sweeping the rest of the day. I'm going to the win. I'm going to the win. I'm going to the win. Potentially two. Up next. After that, Ohio State on the road Thursday, February 2nd. Groundhog's Day. I'm going Evo in the football season. It's a win. I'm going to win. Rowdy? Oh, boy. At Ohio State. Ohio State is so up and down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so good at Ohio State and so bad on the road. And it and is, I, I you know, like Wisconsin's chances going forward right. in a lot of games. So Rowdy's got an, an L going there. Up next, then, you get a little revenge on the brain. Sunday, September 5th. Up uh, September. February 5th, excuse me. September. Uh, Northwestern comes to the Kohl Center. Oh, Badgers, no. could, Badgers should have beat, could have beat, actually, I should say, if you just make your free throws and a shot down the stretch. Uh, Northwestern's not a good basketball team. What's, the, what's Kenneth the, and Palm say? The Big Ten as a whole is is a little down. Yeah. Um, I like Wisconsin's chances in the rematch versus Northwestern. RJ, you've got... You've got... <laughs> I'm just being you during football season. Well, never, never picking against it Wisconsin. It is fun to be me, you're right. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll take a win over that too. Uh, then after Rowdy Northwestern, a little revenge on the brain at the Kohl Center. Or are you still thinking? Uh, yeah, I think they could get a win there. All right, cool, 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 cool. Penn State then up next. Penn State on the road, the Nittany Lions. Uh, I mean, they're ten and one at home right now. I'd give that one to Penn State. Okay, Rowdy. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. You narrowly beat Penn State at home. Uh, and yeah. they did not shoot the ball very well. On the road and they tough. had a lot of open looks. Let's not forget that. Yeah, no, yeah, the Badgers defense was struggling. Then up next, I think we all can agree on this one, February 11th. Uh, the Badgers uh, are in Lincoln. They take on Nebraska. The only thing, though, is that Nebraska's tougher at home. Yeah. yeah. It won't be an easy game. It'll be way closer Wisconsin. than I bet anyone would imagine. I still lean Wisconsin in that one. Uh, then Valentine's Day. Here's the doozy, boys. Also on pitchers and catchers report. But here's the doozy. The slap heard around the world when Jawan Howard wanted to get Greg Gard, but instead hit Joe Krabenhoff. <laughs> and he's also trying to hit his own teammates or his own players this year. Wisconsin host Mr. Slappy and the Michigan Wolverines. I think, I think they split with Michigan. Yeah, all right. Rutgers after Michigan on the 18th? Big L. Is that home? It it's is in Cole Center. Um, yeah. It's probably, an L. Yeah. That's, Rutgers, Rutgers is good is this year. Like, yeah, they are good. Year. Uh, was Iowa, Wisconsin. Um, if Iowa has their full complement yeah. of players back, I'll, I'd pick Iowa. It depends. In the call center. Yeah. It depends. I'm with RJ. If they get some of their guys back. <laughs> Francis? Because they've been playing shorthanded yeah. here lately. Yeah. And then, so they're already right set to split Michigan, so there's a win or loss, depending on where it is. Yeah. Big matchup March 2nd. Purdue comes to the Cole Center. L. Win. Yeah, it's going to be a loss. I'm not feeling that win. And then at the end of the season is Minnesota. I'm feeling that win. win. Yeah, win. I mean, we're close to we're close to them getting that magic number at 19. Yeah. If you look at Ken Pop, yeah. uh, if you go, if you're with RJ and I, they I, do it. If I you're think, Nelly, they're, I think they're realistically, close. Realistically, you need to get to 20, so they need eight wins here. <sighs> that's that's tough. That is tough. That's a lot of winning. Yeah, with only 12 games remaining. You either need or you need to make a, a run in the Big Ten tournament, get as close as you can, and make a run. If they get seven, if seven wins, and you're riding with RJ and I, they're there. Rowdy's close. Yeah. Eight? <laughs> so if you look at Ken Palm, which isn't the end-all, be-all, but he is pretty good at what he does. He's good. And he's pretty Ken, accurate in my opinion. Ken Kenneth, Kenneth Pomeran. The Maryland Terrapins like the are dog. the 39th best team in the country. Wisconsin is 63rd. Illinois is the 26th best team in the country. Again, Wisconsin, 63rd. Ohio State, 21st. Northwestern, 51st. Penn State, 43rd. Nebraska, 94th. Michigan, 60. Rutgers, 17th. Iowa, 35th. Purdue, 5th. Minnesota, 191st. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, we're doing what we can anyhow. Katie Burgess, broker analyst with Everag, is going to be our special guest this morning. She is focused in on what's happening with global dairy trade, and it kind of ties in with the value of the dollar. Stick around. Katie's our special guest this morning. Pam Youngke, glad to be along with you. Cool weather is going to be along with us starting today and well into next week. Today's daytime highs around 28, snow tomorrow and 32. Saturday, more snow possible, 18 degrees. And we are going to be in the teens if we're lucky starting Saturday, basically right on into the middle of next week. So today is the 26th day 
of January. Let's see, on this day back in 1998, at that time, President Bill Clinton gave a TV statement that denied he had sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. And as we all know, later in 1998, he admitted to having an inappropriate, improper physical relationship with Lewinsky. That all happened on this day back in 1998. On this day in 1905, the world's largest diamond is found in South Africa. The Cullinan diamond weighed in at 3,106.75 carats and has an estimated value of $2 billion. And happy birthdays, couple that we'll pay attention to, the hockey great Wayne Gretzky celebrating his birthday today. Actress, comedian Ellen DeGeneres is 65. And put your hands together, Mr. Baseball, Bob Euchre, celebrating his birthday today as well. And now you know. You know, sometimes we talk about big concepts like inflation, recession. We all see interest rates. But putting that picture together and seeing how it applies to our lives, not necessarily always real easy. This week, during the UW Ag Outlook Forum, Dr. Steve Deller, one of the ag economists on the College of Ag and Life Sciences campus, tried to help paint a picture on what's going on right here in the state of Wisconsin, where all three of those elements, interest rates, uh, inflation, and recession, are coming together, and how it influences your day-to-day operations. Carrie Mess has more. Steve Deller is a professor of agriculture and applied economics and is an extension specialist at UW-Madison. I caught up with him at the Wisconsin Ag Outlook Forum held on campus to get his thoughts on the state of the Wisconsin economy, as well as what areas of concern he sees on the horizon. For the Midwest Farm Report, this is Carrie Mess. Steve, when we are looking at the U.S. economy versus the Wisconsin economy, what do we need to know? Wisconsin is not growing as fast as the national economy. I think that's because of a labor shortage that we're facing right now. This is something that Wisconsin has been facing for a number of years, but coming out of COVID uh, and people rethinking work and whatnot, I think that the kind of the labor shortage right now is kind of has a spotlight shined on it. And I think that's kind of putting a lid on the ability of the state's economy to grow. The media says we're headed for a big recession, but you think it might not be as bad as they're making it out to be. I don't think it's as dire as a lot of the headlines are making it out to be. I think we're probably going to go into a very, very mild recession. You could say, is that a, is that a soft landing? A matter of semantics to some extent. I think Wisconsin is actually positioned to do pretty well over the next year. If the national economy goes into a very mild recession, Wisconsin is kind of positioned to actually kind of, you know, slow down a little bit, but not actually go into a recession. We sure have learned over the last three years that our economy can change drastically in very short order. What is out there on the horizon that could change everything you just said? What are the top concerns that we should keep an eye on? There are two wild cards, really. One is uh, the Ukrainian war and how that plays out. There's talk of a spring offensive. Well, what does that mean? Does it escalate? If it spills beyond the Ukrainian borders, then all bets are off. The other is, you know, COVID, although we're kind of back to a normal day-to-day life, COVID is still lingering in the background. 
And if we have another spike of another variant, particularly in China, I think that we could see more disruptions to the supply chain. And that will just uh, perhaps trigger us going into a, a recession. Our state's ag economy relies on exports. When we look at a more global picture, which of our trade partners are of concern at the moment? I think that we have to keep an eye on what's happening with China. The Chinese economy is experiencing tremendous, or not tremendous, I shouldn't say tremendous, but is experiencing very modest rates of growth. They're actually seeing population decline in the first time in decades and decades and decades. So there's some concern that the Chinese economy may go into a recession. If COVID pops up again, they may lock down again. That could trigger a recession in China. And that will spill over into the world economy and potentially us. I think the U.S. economy is more tied to the European economy than the Chinese economy. So I'm keeping a closer eye on what's happening in Europe right now. What is happening in Europe right now? Well, it depends on what country you're looking at. If you're looking at Germany and France, they're kind of, they're doing okay. But if you look at England, uh, Great Britain, they are on the verge of a recession. They have, uh, they've been a kind of a no-growth country for a number of years. And then when they went through BRITX, I think that they kind of opened up a can of, a can of worms. And that can of worms is really hurting their economy. So if England goes into recession, is that enough to drag Europe in? I, I, I don't think so, but it's something that we need to keep an eye on. That was Steve Deller, professor of ag and applied economics at UW-Madison. Good to know our state's economy is maybe a little more stable than others. For the Midwest Farm Report, this is Carrie Mess. So at this time of the year, things kind of get blah. It's not just the weather. It's a lot of our activities, just not real exciting. So I headed to Bavaria Sausage to see if I could liven things up a bit. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew at Bavaria Sausage. Now remember, you can shop online 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. BavariaSausage.com. Check out their Facebook page or visit the retail location Monday through Friday, 9 until 5. That's what I did. I always go in and buy brats, but I thought I'd take a look around. Try something new, Yankee. Maybe some sweets. And that's exactly what I did. The thing is, everything in the store and online is authentic. Old world flavor. In fact, one of the gentlemen that was at the counter was speaking German when I walked into the store. You can't get more authentic than that. So if you've got questions about any of the products that you see in the store or online, just go ahead and ask. Judy and the crew, happy to answer. BavariaSausage.com Rural Mutual Insurance, the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, is here for you even when the weather isn't. With crop hail damage, protect your operation from hail, fire, lightning, and more. Visit RuralMutual.com slash farm. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. I've had the opportunity to be involved in several programs in the Wisconsin Farm Bureau, one of which was the Farm Bureau Institute. It's a great leadership program to help develop leadership skills, whether it's social media skills or the opportunity to speak to legislators and learn different ways and tools you can use to help get your message across. WFBF.com. They've really helped my leadership develop. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau.
The Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation is taking issue with the latest announcement by the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources on a virtual listening session regarding the wolf management plan in the state. Kevin Krenz, president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation, announced yesterday that a virtual listening session without a Wisconsin residency requirement is going to allow a lot of non-residents to have excessive influence on the wolf management plan. Farm Bureau, he says, along with other state agriculture groups, calling on the DNR to hold an in-person public listening session located in primary wolf habitat. He says the people that are being most directly impacted by Wisconsin's wolf population should be the ones talking with officials. We'll see how the DNR responds. Markets and overnight electronic trade this morning not responding a whole bunch. Dow Jones Industrial Average now in negative territory. December corn came up a penny at 589. November beans are essentially unchanged at 1345. July wheat up a penny, 751. Another big day of drops in our cheese price. Barrel cheese yesterday dropped nine and a quarter cents to one fifty-seven and a quarter. Forty-pound black cheese was down seven at one ninety-one and three quarters. Double A butter unchanged two twenty-six and three quarters per pound. February milk is currently three cents higher at eighteen twenty-four a hundredweight. March milk's up eighteen cents at eighteen thirteen a hundredweight. You know, one item that has constantly been going up lately. Cost of fertilizer, actually any of our spring inputs for planting have been going up. Now it looks like we might be getting a bit of a break. At the recent Wisconsin Agribusiness Classic, Stephanie Hoff had a chance to visit with one of the people connected to the fertilizer industry. His name is Jason Trundle, and he's an economist with the Fertilizer Institute. He said despite the fact that the war between Russia and Ukraine continues, fertilizer prices have actually taken a break. You know, from a production and the import-export side of things, like those things are resilient, and they, luckily over time, there hasn't, fingers crossed, hasn't been any uh, new significant disruptions. And so over time, supply has kind of been able to maybe kind of catch back up on top of things. And then, so I think that has helped. I think some of the the decrease in input costs. So in terms of natural gas on the nitrogen side, sulfur on on the phosphate side, some of those input costs coming down, both here as well as globally, has has helped to kind of relieve some of that pressure that was there. Maybe a little bit of good news. Jason Trundle, he is an economist with the Fertilizer Institute, saying that we have seen a bit of a break as far as fertilizer prices are concerned. Well, that break yesterday in the barrel and black cheese prices, what does it mean? What's going on out there as far as dairy trends are concerned? Guess what? We've got an expert on the way. Katie Burgess, she is one of the broker analysts with EverAg, and she's our guest up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They take forever to return your call. When they do show up, they leave your house a mess, and then they throw in weird surprises. Swipe left. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who does return your calls, leaves your property clean, and never any awkward surprises. Swipe right, and let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate. ActuateLLC.com. Design. Create. Actuate. You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Renai tankless water heaters. The number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. 
Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art, energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. When it comes to custom jewelry, get to know your Denny's jeweler. The way Denny's works custom is based on emotions and it's based on the clients, what they are feeling and wanting and looking for. And eventually it evolves into this piece of art. I'm Nick Denny. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. If you combine pajamas and rubber boots to check on the barn, we welcome you. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, and you're going to need those boots this morning. We got more snow out there and colder weather coming next week, so have you up on the pajamas. Glad you're along with us. So is Katie Burgess. She is our specialist, our Ag Broker Analyst with Everag stepping to the microphone. We appreciate it, Katie. Hey, let's start off first with what you've been noticing as far as global dairy movements concerned. Maybe it's the auction prices you've been noticing. Uh, We did get milk production figures out for the U.S. Where do you want to start? How are they all playing together? There's a lot of stuff going on in the global dairy markets right now. And as I talk to producers out there, I think as we kick off 2023, there's lots of anxiety about how this year is going to play out. So starting at a high level, globally, there's just a lot of milk around. When we take a look here at the U.S., we see talk here in January that we have surplus milk, especially here in the Midwest, to the extent. Uh, to the extent that it's trading at large discounts, moving long distances. And component levels are up at the farm, producers report as well. So lots of milk, lots of milk solids. Pam, you did mention USDA did release some new numbers yesterday. Those were for December. It showed milk up eight-tenths of a percent, which was a little bit below expectations. But as I look at the market today, you know, that was December. Mm-hmm. This is now. So here, lots of milk. And it's not just us. In Europe, milk production is well above expectations as well. So we see Europeans selling a lot of dairy products into the global market, which is weighed on milk prices. And coming out of New Zealand, their milk production has been down, but demand from China is down too, Mm -hmm. which means they still have extra product for the rest of the customers in the world. So we're also going head-to-head with them in the international space. Yeah, well, the phrase, the cure for high prices is high prices, because now we're all stepping to the plate on production. It was the theme we heard this week at the UW Ag Outlook Forum, too, Katie. Dr. Mark Stevenson, retired from the Center for Dairy Research, predicted milk prices in 23 are going to be down 4 to 5 maybe $5.5 a hundredweight. You were at the International Dairy Foods Association's forum. What kinds of trends did you hear there? Yeah, same thing that expectations are that 2023 is just going to be a year of lower prices than it was last year. 
But unfortunately, the same cannot be said about expectations on the cost side. At the dairy farm level, not seeing much or any relief there as of right now. And so when I talk to my dairy producer um, clients here in Wisconsin, across the Midwest, and across the country, we are seeing a lot of folks kind of gearing up, figuring out how they're going to weather margins that look like they will be below the cost of production here in the months months ahead. What are they saying? What are they going to do? Are they going to let heifers go or what are they talking about? So I think that we're seeing a few different things that some folks were able to last year put away money because everyone in the dairy industry knows of the ups and downs. So hopefully people were able to save money last year. Another important thing for dairy producers to do is go sign up for the dairy margin coverage program at their local FSA office. Looks like we could be seeing some pretty good payouts, two, three dollars, a hundred weight forecasted right now from that program. So go sign up for that if you haven't. And also, and looking at other forms of risk management, because we see people looking at the dairy revenue protection insurance that allows them to put a floor under prices. Granted, right now that floor doesn't look super attractive, but that way they're protected in case things get even worse. Right. And like you said, uh, some of those deadlines are rolling up. I think uh, dairy margin coverage's uh, deadline is coming up on Monday. So you do need to take action if you haven't already. What about, you know, the other thing is right now, CME seems to be offering a little bit of a premium that might not be justified during some of 2023. That is totally true. If you look at where the spot markets were yesterday for block and barrel cheese, butter, nonfat whey, it kicks out a class three number of below $17 a hundred weight. And so markets go up and down every single day. So not saying that we're going to stay that low, but the market is offering numbers in the $18, $19 range for later this year. So that's where we're really encouraging folks to think about the strategy and at least put a floor in place. Katie Burgess is along with us live this morning. She's a broker analyst with EverAg. Now, Katie, uh, how do you suggest you guys, every time I turn around, we're getting new faces on the EverAg team, getting to be uh, quite a bunch of folks. How do you suggest that they tap into the EverAg resources or get in touch with you? That is true. We are a growing team looking to help serve our important dairy community. So check out our website at ever.ag, or you can call our offices, 608 608- Two four nine five zero three zero. We're happy to talk to anyone out there about what we see in dairy markets, how they can use tools in the marketplace to help manage their business, and sign up for newsletters or other ways to stay up to date on what's happening. Beautiful. Thanks for the help, Katie. I'm sure we'll catch up with you again in a couple of weeks. Kettle, stay warm. Thanks, Pam. All right. Katie Burgess joining us live this morning. That uh, great conversation about the trends they're witnessing and the advice they're giving. Make sure you check it out.